This week, I want to discuss something that seems to be on every shop owner's mind and has become one of our industry's most challenging dilemmas, finding people and hanging on to those you already have. There's an old adage you've probably heard that says, your people are your business's greatest asset. Or maybe dream work makes the team work. Or your company is only as strong as your weakest link. But this wasn't the credo that body shops lived by back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. No, not even close. I lived through every bit of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next-level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the MindWrench Podcast. This weekly show is the personal and professional development podcast designed primarily for those serving the automotive repair industry where we share simple yet effective strategies with personal and practical insights on mindset, self-improvement, and leadership that anyone can use for a more successful shop and a next-level life. I'm your host, Rick Silover. Thanks so much for tuning in and spending a few minutes with me today. I truly hope you find something of value here. If you haven't done so already and you really like what I'm sharing here, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And make sure you share this podcast with others. Because when you share the show, the show grows, and I get to help more people. And that's why I do this podcast. This week, I want to discuss something that seems to be on every shop owner's mind and has become one of our industry's most challenging dilemmas, finding people and hanging on to those you already have. This is my unique perspective from working within this industry for over four decades, being on the front lines, talking with not only repair center owners and managers, in hundreds of shops every month, but also from some of our industry's leaders, shakers, speakers, and newsmakers. So you finally got that last piece of welding equipment you needed for performing proper repairs. Those SOPs you've been working on forever are all finally completed, and you've told your staff this is how they're going to process the repairs. That shop floor layout you weren't happy with for years is now reconfigured for maximum flow throughout the repair process. You've got a full shop, a full lot, a four-week waiting list, and now you're ready to put this money-making machine into overdrive, right? Wrong. Yep. Change of plans, Hoss. Two of your top techs just quit to go to the new MSO in town that was offering ten grand signing bonuses. Your only writer, besides you, who is also the production manager, has been looking for different opportunities. This is something you just happened to hear through the collision grapevine. And the new kid you hired six months ago for the wash rack has been coming in a little late almost every day or calling in, and doesn't seem quite as eager as when he first started. That's right. That means you may have to go out into the shop, repair a few cars yourself, or more. Maybe have to take over the estimating and parts ordering if that writer does find something better. And you just may end up being the highest paid car wash guy your shop ever employed. Or at least until you find some new recruits. Oh, and finding new employees lately? Mm, That's a big if these days, isn't it? What the hell? Why is this happening now of all times? Don't they see how bad this is screwing me over? How could they do this to me? This is not a make-believe fantasy here. This is an extremely real scenario. 
one I've seen happening over and over and over again over the past several years. In fact, the last 12 to 18 months, this has been a brutal reality for more shops than you can imagine. Rapid MSO consolidations, regional consolidators buying shops, and within a year or so selling out to a larger national MSO, insurance companies pulling DRP programs from good shops to gift to their MSO footprints when they move into a new area, leaving some shops on the verge of closing, and an aging baby boomer-based workforce that does not want to embrace the complexities of today's repairs have made these lightning-fast and sometimes totally unexpected shifts or exits from a shop's roster all too commonplace in our industry. These are the factors that are out of your control. But there is a bigger factor that is in your control. Do you want to know what that one is? Do you already have an idea? Is this idea giving you a bit of a pucker situation? If it isn't, chances are it probably should. There's an old adage you've probably heard that says, your people are your business's greatest asset. Or maybe dream work makes the team work. Or your company is only as strong as your weakest link. But this wasn't the credo that body shops lived by back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. No, not even close. I lived through every bit of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Back then, if you could bump a panel, skin a door, pull a frame or unibodies, or you could DA, paint, and rub a car, and you didn't mind hard work, you could work in this industry. Hell, you could even start your own shop. Baby boomers were probably 90% plus of the workforce in those days, and just plain old hard work was the standard. Job satisfaction, fulfillment, work-life balance, well, those, those weren't a thing back then. If a shop owner didn't like your work, or your attitude, or the fact that you came in late or hung over every other day, they would fire you without hesitation, and your replacement would be unloading his toolbox about the same time you were rolling yours out the door. The technology, or really lack of, and the finish of those vehicles set the bar relatively low compared to what is needed to repair today's vehicles. Most shop owners couldn't swing around a seized-up come-along without hitting 8 or 10 body or paint guys looking for work. But as car technology started to advance through the 90s and into the 2000s, paint companies started teaching lean concepts, introducing repair processes, and as the MSO started taking root in the industry, things began to change. The growing group of MSOs started focusing on creating, defining, and implementing repair processes and operating procedures that increased the efficiency of their shops and increased production or the number of cars going out the door each week. As this transformation evolved, the focus was really on the process, not the technicians. They were treated more as like assembly line workers rather than the craftsmen that they truly were. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said to yourself, how come I'm not further along than this? Or why can't I ever seem to get ahead? Are you frustrated with life, unsure of your future, wanting to make a change in your current situation, but too scared to make that next move? Maybe you want to reach that next level in life or in your business, but not sure what the right move is. Or maybe you feel the best thing to do is nothing at all. Many of you may not know, but along with hosting my own weekly podcast, I'm a personal development, mindset, business, and life coach, where I focus on helping people with self-development, mindset, and how to make positive changes in their lives. And trust me, with all the negativity we've had to deal with in these past two years, I think we all need some positivity. A positive change and a fresh approach to our life or our business in 2022. Sometimes talking to the right person can make all the difference. 
If you really want to start making those changes in your life, take action right now. Reach out and email, text, call, or direct message me as soon as possible. Do it right now. I'll set you up with a free consultation call and pre-qualify you for either the one-on-one or business coaching that you really need to get your life or your business on the right track to success. Appointments are available right now. Remember, techs were easily replaceable in those past years. But these days, the required talent level has been increasing and the talent pool has shrunk drastically smaller. Fast forward a couple decades, and now vehicle technology and complexity has grown exponentially. The talent level required to do the work has increased to an unbelievable degree, and meanwhile, insurance company DRPs have ruined the mindset and broken the will of the 90% of the workforce that was the engine of collision repair for the past 30 or 40 years. As the average age of those boomer techs creeps up on 60, they have been on a steady march right out of this industry at an alarming rate. They've either aged out, burned out, or just grown too tired to fight the fight anymore. Oh yeah, almost forgot. There isn't a 90% plus backfill rate on those new open positions. Seems the younger generations value other things besides just plain old hard work. And shops are really struggling just to find a warm body. Hopefully at least maybe one tech to replace the four they have lost. There are a few things I wanted to share with you here to give you a broader sense of, of where we stand as an industry when looking at the current and future labor force. The Great Resignation had a big impact on our already shrinking available technician pool. Over 4.5 million workers resigned last November alone. That's just in one month. At least 65% of workers are currently working for a different job than they're at right now. Almost 80,000 collision techs are needed between 2020 and 2024. SGA, which is sales general admin expenses, have grown from 10% of overhead wages to almost 14% in the past five years. That means due to insurance pushing their share of the claims process down to the collision shops, we need more non-productive staff in the offices. But wait, there's more. A July 2021 poll conducted by Monster found that 86% of workers feel that their career has stalled during the pandemic. 79% feel pressure to push their careers further as the pandemic ends. 29% of workers named lack of growth opportunities as their reason for wanting to quit. 80% of workers do not think their current employer offers growth opportunities. And 49% of workers expect their employer to play a part in career development. I know it looks a little grim. And your first thoughts may be, screw it, I'm done. Or I just don't know what to do now. How am I supposed to find anyone with all those cards stacked against me? There are still plenty of people young and old, that are looking for the right place to work, the right kind of culture that they want to be part of, and meaningful work. And before you blast out another useless, boring ad on Monster or Indeed, sorry, but it's true, you need to understand, to get the right fish, you need the right bait, the right rod-reel combo, fish in the right part of the water, the right part of the day, you know what I mean. Advertising that you're looking for a quote-unquote experienced tech, five years minimum, has owned tools, busy shop, great pay, benefits, must pass drug test, blah, 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 or something similar, is nothing but a waste of time and energy. Feel free to prove me wrong in this one. But those ads don't generate any positive action. You won't get a nibble on that worm, if you know what I'm saying. We're now competing against Amazon, Target, In-N-Out Burger. Google, Zoom, and other employee-centered companies with flexible work schedules, 
complete benefit packages, very competitive pay plans, and engaging work environments. These days, being a successful business owner entails being educated on what the differences are in the generations. You know, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Zs. What motivates them, what matters to them in their careers, as well as their personal lives, and how they view the blend of work-life balance, and how they can fit into a long-term plan for your shop. While Gen X and Millennials currently make up the majority of the workforce, Gen Z will continue to grow in their share of that market. And knowing what is important to them and creating a culture within your business that resonates with them will absolutely give you an edge when it comes to acquiring and retaining those team members. By the year 2025, Gen Z will make up over 27% of worker population. And here's four key things they desire from a workplace. Number one, skills development. They'd like a career path that's transparent and shows them exactly where they're going to go, what their opportunities are, and what it's going to take to get there. They also want the freedom to work on their skills in many different forms, whether it's live or online, and maybe it's on their own time or maybe it's during work. But they crave that flexibility to be able to work on their own skills on their own timetable. Number two, prioritize work-life balance. They want to be able to have a little bit more focus on self-care. They have no problem working hard, but life isn't all about work, work, work for them. They do like to have that balance of those things that they like to do, working on themselves and enjoying hobbies, and mix that in with their work schedule. That way they can avoid getting burned out too quickly. Number three, instant recognition and gratification. This is how this generation grew up. In the point and click and press the button and get it now world that they've grown up in, that's what they're used to. So it doesn't have to be grand things that you do, but the pat on the back, the add a boy, add a girl, nice job, way to go. Hey, you know, here's his name on the board for most hours turned this week. Whatever it is, that's the kind of stuff that keeps them excited and keeps them going. So, like I said, you cannot, you're not going to be able to change how they are. You need to adapt your facility and how you do your business and how you treat your employees to accommodate that. Whether you like it or not, that's just a fact. Number four, they want a faster growth curve. They don't mind working hard like the boomer generation did, but they want to advance those skills and get up the ladder a little quicker than we did. And number five, they'd like an active role in the decision-making process. Now, this doesn't mean that they have to be included in every major decision you make for your shop and for your business, but they do like to be part of the equation. They do like to be able to have their input. So whether you're moving some stalls around, you're relocating where you're going to put the wash bay, or you just want to reconfigure the flow through your body shop. Ask some of your employees for their input. Get some of them on a team, maybe and look at all the different options and what the results may be. If you include them in that decision-making process, you'll get buy-in a lot quicker and better retention. And a real quick example of that is I worked with a shop one time when they were going to build a brand new off-site collision center. Now, instead of just the general manager or the service director or the body shop manager getting with the dealer and saying, well, this is how I want to set it up. I want the booth here. I want the frame rack there. They decided, let's include the whole team. And I got to be part of this unique experiment. They got everybody in the body shop together in a room for a whole day with the booth companies, the suppliers, the paint company, and even the dealer principal of the dealership stayed in that room for the whole day while they worked on layout, design, flow. They asked everybody for their input, 
discovered lots of different roadblocks uh, that they worked through. And by the end of the day, they had a solid design for what their next body shop was going to be like. And they went ahead and did it just that way. And it turned out fantastic. And all those employees were so happy that they were part of that process that the employee retention was through the roof. It was really a cool process to be part of. So the story doesn't end here. The end is most certainly not near. I do see some glimmers of hope on the horizon. I've seen repair centers really change how they view their employees and the role they really play in the success of the business. Starting to learn how the generations differ, what motivates them, what they want out of their jobs and their careers, can make a positive shift in a collision center's ability to not only hire and retain their workforce, but to engage them where they are and provide a work experience and culture that lasts. Utilizing team members' strengths where they add the most value, not just where you're short at an employee, creating a more inviting work culture, career path planning, and making employees feel part of a family atmosphere is slowly transforming what will become the destination repair centers of the future. And some shops are already doing this with great success. The collision repair business is highly unique in its service sector of business. The combination of intelligence, creativity, and passion require unique individual men and women. Finding them is more challenging now than ever in our history. But that is where you, the collision center owners, need to engage your own intelligence, creativity, and passion to mold your businesses. Create a desirable culture and provide a unique workplace that appeals to multiple generations. Remember what I said earlier, your people are your business's greatest asset. That simple quote may mean more now than it ever has before. And it should be top of mind whenever you're making personnel or process changes within your shop. If you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate it, share it, and leave a review. When you share this podcast with others, that's how we grow. And when the show grows, I can serve more people with my messages. I appreciate you, and I hope you have an awesome and productive week. I can always be reached at www.ricksillover.com, where you can find all my social media links, podcast episodes, blog posts, and much more. Yeah.